They say, they say we should have known better than to fall so deep down, deep down into this rabbit hole Get we found. Ready. It's time again to venture down the rabbit hole into the world of cybersecurity. You're plugged into the podcast for security leaders and practitioners with a business sense. Prepare for unique interviews, insights, and practical advice that makes your job just a bit easier. And now, please welcome your guides on this adventure, James Jardine and the White Rabbit, Rafalos. All right, that says we're ready to go. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome down the security rabbit hole to another edition of the Down to Security Rabbit Hole podcast and what I already think is one of my favorites and we haven't even started yet. Uh, we uh, we got this episode title, by the way, because of spell check. Uh, it was supposed to be a song title and it became all tiller, no filler because Jim Tiller joins us. Hey, buddy. Hey, Raph. How's it going, man? I'll, I almost put a very similar shirt on, but instead, uh, today I am appropriately representing. Oh, there you go. I love it. Yeah, summer camp t-shirt from 2017. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think we could just start this podcast off by saying uh, this black hat was just like every other black hat I've ever gone to, except for maybe it was a little bit less hypey. It was a little bit less hype. No, uh, you know, nobody had like uh, uh, you know flying monkeys and contortionists at their booth this year, but I think that's about it. Yeah, you. The, I don't know if it was the last episode, maybe the one before. It was really good about uh, you were talking about how it was a little bit more downplayed. You know, maybe like the the, the yeah the episode with Williams or whatever were a little bit more tighter and maybe yeah. less sort of fanfare. But at the yeah. same time, is maybe that's just because it was less. <laughs> I don't, you know, I mean, not to sound. I mean, I, w- I didn't go, so I can't really kind of talk smack about it, but. Um, I can. I did. Yeah, yeah, there you go. You can still talk <laughs> smack about it if you didn't go. I mean, it, that's what we do. Now. This is what we do, baby. It's what we do. <laughs> this, is, this is how we roll. I'll, and I was mentioning this earlier. Is the last one I went to. Um, it actually was so bad. I I walked out on three presentations. I, I was just like, okay, I'm done. It was so bad. So hopefully. Well, it's gotten better from that perspective. Well, yeah, but keep in mind, right? Uh, you're probably not the target audience for the kinds of uh, for those types of presentations because I, I, I've told people this, like, oh, how do you, you know, you know, they ask me like, I tell people about you, and they're like, oh, uh, how do you know Jim? I said, well, I literally had like half his books sitting on my bookshelf <laughs> when I was learning all about IPsec and 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 uh, and, and tunneling and all that. Uh, like way back in the, I'm surprised you don't sit with like a bookshelf behind you of just your name. On, on, on. <laughs> that, that's, that's like a well, very, very Bruce Schneider thing to do. Right? It's a, it'd be very Brucey to do. I did go yeah. the Bruce route and I do have some of them framed on the wall over there. And I, I thought, well, maybe I should put it in my, nah, I'm not going to do that. So don't you're not, that, I don't know if people really think, I don't know if people care about that kind of stuff anymore. Do they? Do people read books? <laughs> I'm sorry. Do they still do that? I don't uh, read I mean, books. I'll be honest. Th- there you go. Yeah, I, I've got I, I've got several, uh, at least more than a couple dozen. Uh, I feel bad I, now not knowing that you wrote any books. Bad. So, <laughs> you feel bad. You should feel bad. Shame. I feel bad that I, I 
I didn't know you even wrote them. Never mind, had any of them. So there's that. Maybe you <laughs> so, should put them behind you just so that way. I, I, just to know. remind you. Just to remind <laughs> so everybody. It, it was recommended. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, friend, my friend Jen, recommended me that we should do like a, a, a DTSR book club. And if we ever start that up, just because I, I'm reading this one right now. Have you guys read this? This is funny. No. That no. one's good. So Robert with the word Kerbeck, ruse they sent me a copy. So he sent me a copy. I'm going to have him on the show eventually. Uh, this is. Uh, this is a guy that wrote a book on and look, he even signed it. How cool is that? Uh, about like back in the eighties when they were doing like head hunting, you'd want to go steal like the CEO or whatever from a company, but you couldn't either easily get to the person. Right. So they'd have to like lie their way into companies. Hmm. Remember social engineering before we called it that. Yep. Actually super interesting book. Cause you get to read about kind of like how the trade started and all that. Uh, and and uh, and Robert's uh, failed, uh, uh, as he says, his failed acting career. But it's actually a pretty good book. But like, I, I got it a long time ago, and this is how far I've gotten. And it's I always mean to sit down and read it. I think this book has been, this book has been to more uh, vacation spots with me than like. <laughs> <laughs> than than very many other people, and it's funny. I'm like, I'm going to read this on the beach tomorrow. Yeah, that never happens. <laughs> yeah, when I, and the book is good. Like, yeah, traveling for we always have like three or four magazines. Like, man, I just want to get this magazine in and gobble it up or a book. And then you know, on the fifth trip, on the you know tenth plane ride, I'm like, just throw just throwing it away in the hotel room. I'm like, I'm never going to get there. <laughs> it just doesn't the take H- it. So. so the Harvard Business Review is like the only one that I that's that's like the only magazine I pick up at the airport and I go cover to cover on. Hmm. Uh, everything else is just like you read an article or, and I, I get it online, right? You just get it delivered to your phone, but yeah, we should totally, we should all freaking read more. And, uh, I, I guess I'll pose the question to the listeners. If you guys want us to start up a book club, I'm happy to, that'd be kind of fun. Uh, we could all like at the beginning of the month, uh, do an episode on a book, right? Just, uh, and, and, uh, like, or pick a book at the beginning of the month and at the end of the month get together you know, for like a live show or something and just kind of talk about it. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. Kind have of cool. the author on maybe. That'd be kind of cool. I actually, I do think it'd be kind of cool. I, I think, um, how do I say this? Um, is I find more often than not that we, there's a lot of commentary about something and then, you know, then you realize that maybe, somebody didn't read that regulation, but you know, now they're <laughs> writing 17 articles on it. And, uh, and so I tend to just kind of just go, you know what? I'm just going to go read the, the damn thing and go read the regulation <laughs> see what it says. And it's amazing once you read something and not that, you know, I'm saying I've become an expert in the SEC regulations or some jazz like that, but you're reading, you go, okay, I get it. And then you watch how it all gets interpreted, you know, in the social sphere and the echo chamber of silliness and, uh, and I always kind of get a giggle out of it, you know, but you know, it has it's become amazing. the 140 character world. Yeah. So I, I, in the rush, and this is like, this is not a new phenomenon, by the way, that's a, it's not a new phenomenon, Jim. I, I know you know that, but we've been living with this for a long time. The era of hot takes, right? As soon as social media became prevalent, everybody was a hot take expert. And so some <laughs> new thing would come out and 70 people would be commenting on it. Like 68 and a half of them have never read past any of the headlines. And you could tell, you start asking substantive questions, they'd be like, ah, <laughs> let me pull up another article that I can quote somebody here. Yeah. That's how I used to, yeah. that's how I used to call my uh, Twitter list. My feed was as soon as somebody retweeted something, it was just completely garbage. And you're like, you didn't even read this. You just retweeted it. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't need your info anymore. Like I'd drop people <sighs> fast. 
You know, like you're, you're tweeting stuff that if you had read it, either you believe it and I don't want to follow you or you didn't read it at all and you're just sharing it. And it's nonsense. I don't want to follow right. you either. Right. <laughs> Legit. That, that's, that's, that's true. I think you guys, I think this is kind of a commentary though on, I mean, just, just to be slightly grumpy for a moment. This is a commentary on where we've come as an industry. Like everybody needs to have a, a, a take that's just slightly more outrageous than the previous guy. Uh, everybody's got to, you know, got to, you know, outdo everybody else and, and look at how audacious and bombastic I can be. Um, marketing did that for a long time. And I feel like I think we finally found the limit to how much companies are willing to spend on, 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 mm-hmm. uh, you know, on, on eccentricity. Uh, and it turns out that, uh, uh, there, there's a limit as we all thought there should be, but it's just way higher than I wanted it to be. Um, it, it, it's like, it's a, it's a, it's endemic. It's like a, it's a cancer. If dare I say it in our industry, and I'm sure it's not just ours. Right. But it, I work in this one. So I'm particularly going to react badly to it with everything. And, the guy, I, I, ages ago, right when I did a ton of this kind of type of work for it, when I was at HP, right, uh, it would get these. I'd get these ma- emails twice a day. Hey, somebody, so and so is uh, asked us for a comment on such and such. Uh, what would you, you know? How would you, how would you dis- respond to these three questions? And like, I, I'd read them and I go, and Jim, I worked for you for part of that time, so <laughs> like, you know, it's uh, well, hey, look. Shit happens. I'm so sorry. Like, that's terrible. Wow. Well, you know, um, it could happen to anybody. Meanwhile, like the others, and, and it never get quoted because it was, or I would get quoted and it'd be like the 70 really weird, like, oh, I can't believe this has happened and they should all be fired. And, and here's me going like, yeah, you know, stuff like that happens sometimes. Like, yeah. The, I mean, I became the counterpoint. <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, right. I think so. First, gosh, there's so much to share there. But one I would say is that, um, so for example, like the CIA teaches us that there's like three parts of every person within your single persona, right? You have your public persona, your public facing, your your private, and then your secret, right? And I think um, one of the things that I struggle with, and I think a lot of people, even like yourself and you guys doing this podcast, is I think there's that sort of line you're constantly, it's like a rev limiter in a car. It's constantly bing, 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 just bouncing off the red the red side because yeah. there's so much you really want to say. And it's just kind of like, okay. But then you look at something. I, like just recently, I was asked to comment uh, to for a journalist, uh, an article they were writing. And provided some comments and, uh, and all my stuff along with some other people they were edit- commenting on that was edited out. Right. And I was like, yep, well, I, I made the mistake of telling you what you needed to hear, not what you necessarily wanted to hear in that particular yeah. instance. But I, I think there's a, I think the level of hype is, is, is created that sort of cyclone effect. Like, you know, kind of like, um, you know, almost like a firestorm, you know, when the fire gets so big, it creates its own atmosphere and then its own atmosphere yeah. creates more fire and more wind, things like that. And that's probably not a great analogy now that I think about it with what happened recently. But, <laughs> um, you know, but I think um, with regards to what the industry is doing right now is it's it's kind of feeding in on itself. Like, you know, like the the, the dragon eating its own tail emblem kind of thing. It's or just keeps going around, around, not progressing. And I and it's interesting because. You know, with with the advantage of age, <laughs> which is the only advantage, I can assure you, is you 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 see it from where it started. You know, you remember people how they talked about things, how they approached things, and how things were done. 
And then as time goes by, you sort of have an opportunity to look and hear different perspectives and views. And you walk, you watch how certain things come into light and then drop off, you know, and, you know, buzzwords and all of a sudden a buzzword becomes real, whatever you want to say. And then you kind of take a step back. You have an opportunity to go, wow, I don't really think we've progressed. I mean, we're kind of breaking our arms, patting ourselves on the back sometimes or, but at the same time, I think there's this underpinning of frustration of people who have been in it for a while, or even new people saying, you know, they have a lot of optimism entering the market, entering the, uh, enter, and they find out it's, you know, ridiculously hard work and it's the same problems that you're dealing over and over with kind of thing. And it's kind of hard to progress, but we keep talking about all new fandangled stuff and, um, and it, uh, and it's kind of oh, hard man. to get there at times. Right? I think Jim, a, Jim, Jim's going to Jim's going to get me started. You should the, say something. Go ahead, James. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I think last. it's interesting, though, you talk about, you know, how, how much am I willing to say truthfully versus what you want to hear? Mm. Because when you come to security, right, sometimes it's hard to be that person that, you know, like Raph, you point out. Yeah, it happens like it's not that big of a deal, because when you're that one person that kind of goes against the grain and is like, that's a great hype machine. It's really never going to happen. And then it happens, <laughs> right? You don't, there's a big risk there of being realistic and, and still having people don't want to grasp that idea that stuff happens, right? I mean, we can yeah. sit here and say like, yeah, stuff, I could slip in my bathtub tomorrow. doesn't mean I'm not getting in the bathtub, right? Like, yeah. but you know, it's hard to go against that. I think security in general has gone from that far side of hype, 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 like the worst case scenario. You did this one that you returned a server header. The whole world's going to end, you know, and it takes a lot to swing that shit back and be like, it's a server header. Nobody really cares, right? Like it's fine, but you know, it takes a lot to shift out of that. And I, th I agree that, you know, being in the industry for a long time, you know, new people come in and they see the same things we've been, we've kind of passed and they're like, well, let's make that new again. And like, we'll try. Oh. It's like, that's not going to work. You know, like, that's not, <laughs> it's only right now. It's not going to work. Right work, work. <laughs> yeah. So funny. You should say that I was at an event last night. Um, and a, uh, a, a, a guy that I, that I've known for a long time, uh, a very successful security lead. Uh, and, and quite frankly, just a really down to earth guy. Um, he was, we were, we were talking and he's, he men, made mention that like people just don't listen to me anymore in my, in my, in my org. And I was like, why not? He goes, cause I, I, I tell them what's like, what the reality is. And they don't want to hear that. They want to hear something that'll get them more budget. <laughs> I was like that, that, that makes sense because it's, you get into these situations where, and you guys remember we started talking about insurance a long time ago. And it was like, oh, you can't, you know, insurance won't replace your security program. I'm like, well, nobody was really saying that. And it was like, hey, by the way, uh, at some point you realize there is a limit to how much you can spend before it starts to like hit that, you know, plateau. And then and that's the point at which you go, yeah, and insurance covers the rest and we're good. Like things can happen. And by the mm -hmm. way, those cataclysmic things like those, you know, black swan events that uh, Nassim Taleb talked about for a million years ago, right? Yeah, the anti-fragile book and all that. Like, yeah, we, t we treat everything – not everybody does, let's be clear. But a lot of us treat this uh, – our, our, our threatscape and the, and the events and, and, and potential things that we see is like, oh, it's, that's gonna ha it, it's just going to happen. It's, everything's going to happen. Like, it's just going to be that way. You're like, yeah, but the likelihood is super low. And even if it does happen, like 
you know, there's a lot I want to share on that. First that I would say is, you know, generally, and this is probably going to really piss off a lot of people, but I think generally out just in social, I think it's very much about being positive. I think we want to reinforce positives, you know, whether it be, you know, political divisions, racial divisions, pick whatever social disruptions going on. I think a lot of people just want to be positive. So if you, if you're in a situation where you're always saying something, well, it's going to break and you know, you're the, you're the warning sign, the, the you know, flashing red light over here. Um, I think that kind of makes it difficult for the person trying to be realistic about security and particular threat. So you have this sort of dichotomy of you want to be the good guy. You want to be a positive influence and, but at the same time, you got to give a lot of bad news constantly, right? You never, yeah. up, you never really get a chance to take good news. The, 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 also the point I think is around where we are struggling with how security started off with and that debt. And we can't break out of that, that, that hype cycle that we created. And I'll, I'll go back to, uh, you know, FUD, right? So I remember, you know, before we called it pen testing or whatever the heck we called it back then, but is, you know, you were like, man, somebody could break into this and you go, and they go, no, that'll never happen. All right, fine. And we just break right into it. Right. And say, yeah. See there, you know, now I got your, you know, formula for Coke kind of thing. Right. And, you know, hence the birth of pen testing, whatever you want to call it. And I don't know if you guys remember using Satan from the way back when. Oh yeah. That, oh okay, yeah. Right. So Saint, the, Satan, uh, I remember all those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And I remember when like, Telnet, you could actually do things, with you know, you would tell it into some port, you know, stupid stuff. Right. So, but, and then it became as the creating this identity as if you don't, it, you'll, you'll get hurt. If you don't, if you don't do this, this bad thing will happen. Right. And we, we just can't break out of it. And what's happened is, is that's created this sort of limitless push for finding more and more bad things to happen, more and more critical things. So it's almost like we're justifying ourselves through creating this sort of giant negative energy in some weird way. I'm not trying to be like, you know, you know, 60s flower child of saying we need to be positive. I'm just saying is we need to recognize how we've approached it. And I think we need to start asking ourselves, well, you know, I literally have been on conversations and go, yeah, that's good enough. That's good. You're fine. You're done. Yeah. Right. But what about this? Okay. All right. Do you want to spend a million dollars fixing that? Right. Yeah. Is that really what you want to do? Cause I'll spend your money. No problem. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even sure it's going to work. Matter of fact, you said something, um, on a recent podcast I thought was really cool. Um, was something to the effect is the first dollar security you spend is the best, but the yeah. last one isn't. And I was like, Holy smokes. You know, I just, I love the way that you phrase it and I'm not going to try to re to replicate it, but the net net of it is, there's a lot of truism to that. And then I'll add one more component and I'll stop and let you guys beat me up. But the, I, I think, we always want it to be the cool new thing, right? We're all fighter jet, fighter jet pilots kind of thing, right? We want to go faster. We want to shoot cooler weapons. We want to do bigger tumbles and, and do cooler stuff, right? Uh, everybody wants to be the door kicker. But the reality of the situation is, is somebody's got to load the magazine. You picking up what I'm putting down, right? So somebody's yeah. got to do the hard work every day to make sure that, yeah, the password was changed. Yeah, this is actually working. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and that's boring. That's like, you know, that's worse <laughs> than watching paint dry. Right. But well, you know what? If you don't do it, you're going to get. You're that was get the whacked. thing. That was the thing with uh, like why pen tested became so popular. Right. Because it was the sexy thing to do. Still, is. you know, and nobody that's wanted it. to do the other stuff like that was the key thing. And not a lot of people knew how to do it for a while. Now everybody knows how to do it. Like it's yeah. not it's a dime a dozen thing. Right. Which brings us to the where did we put the value? 
And we put the value in security on testing for the longest time. And now we're starting to see that switch, right? I mean, you're seeing things like Vax, you're seeing things like, hey, don't patch everything, only patch exploitable stuff, right? Like they're they're coming out of this idea that, hey, don't patch at all, only patch the stuff that's really exploitable, right? There's there's this switch that we're seeing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> that's a whole nother episode, right? But, yeah. you know, we do see like people making these switches, like where are they putting that value into their programs? And it's, you know, with the shift left, I hate the whole shifting nonsense, but you know, all that stuff, like they're trying to move that value back into where do we actually see value out of this? Because I can sit there and tell you that there's a problem with this thing all day long, but if it doesn't matter, then there's no value in me telling you that. Right. So that's always an, go ahead. If I may say something, sorry to interrupt you, but I, I, is that is predicated on the concept of what I like called the squeezing the balloon, right? So if I fill a balloon with air and I squeeze one in, the air goes the other side, right? That's predicated on the fact that the volume of air in the balloon is fixed. So you're, you're, you're assuming that there's a value proposition, even though we've created it on this side of the balloon and we squeeze, we see, oh, well, it must go somewhere. Where is it gone? I'm not entirely sure that that mass that I'm referring to in right. this case, air and value is not good we've manifested it and we've tried to right. kind of present it. And so the value proposition and the, how the businesses are absorbing it is I'd say just completely the opposite. It's gone. It's teetered way over. They bought, excuse me, I'm yelling into the microphone. I apologize, but they <laughs> bought our bullshit in some ways. Okay. And they spent a ton on technology. They spent a ton on people, a ton on process. Right. And guess what? Schools, churches, hospitals, utilities, governments, they're all getting hammered worse they've and then it ever has happened i mean i i've lost count of the what are we up to a lot like 15 billion in ransomwares and stuff like that and and we all know that's only a fraction maybe a large percentage small i don't know but it's not the entire picture so if you're if you're in a board and and you're saying and you're saying okay i will invest you've made a very good argument uh maybe not and they're using realistic risk but that's a whole other conversation i think we've lost the art of risk management um but it, it and, I've, and I give you the two million. I give you the five million. I give you the seven million. I keep progressing, and you, and I keep throwing money at it. At what point is it going to operate? I don't. You know, what point does it go into maintenance mode? Right. I spent the money to build a manufacturing plant. I put people in it. It's producing revenue. It requires maintenance, but it has sort of that return to it a little bit. You know, I know I'm not going to get into ROI for security, but the simple fact of the matter is, is we keep asking for more. And keep making promises, but it never ends. Have you ever gotten in a car and uh, like, buddy says, uh, somebody says, I'll, I'll give you a ride home. No problem. Yeah, okay. I got to get home. I, you know, it'd be great. Thanks for the ride, whatever, you know. And then on the 15th stop somewhere that you had no idea where you're going, you're like, okay, I, I just need to get home. And you just want to get <laughs> home now, right? So yeah. it, there's a little bit of this. It's like more and more and more and more and more. And uh, not a lot of great indication that there's not just business value, but I think fundamentally on a human level, it's like at some point you just kind of go, okay, man, I just, you know, where, where, so, where, where's this going? Uh, like a half a million thoughts ago. Cause this is, this is, this is such a, like, this could just go on. This could be like a Joe Rogan thing. We just talked for like two and a half hours. Uh, we're not going to, but uh, I could, uh, it, it struck me that, um, we have we have gotten so this industry has gotten so far down the lane of what's next we we uh like our 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 uh foresight 
is, is relatively short, but it's longer than our hindsight. Like we don't look back very much because I think we think that it seems to be this like, uh, I know that's not the, the good enough analogy, but it, it sort of feels to me like, all right, if we, if we throw some dollars at it, put it over here and just keep walking past it, like keep going, eventually it'll be far enough back that we'll just forget about it. Like it'll just be, it's just solved. Right. Like, uh, we keep throwing money at new and exciting things for God's sake. AI is now, you know, is the thing for everything everywhere all the time. Like every product's going to have AI in it now. I don't know why. I don't really think that makes logical sense, but you know, you can't be the company. that doesn't have AI on your marketing literature, by the way. Meanwhile, uh, people still fall for like basic phishing. Uh, and I still get those texts that say, hi, this is blah, blah, blah. Your CEO, uh, please go buy me 500 gift cards. I'm stuck in a meeting. And I'm like, wow, that's weird. Uh, I'm, I, I know that guy and that's not, that's not how he talks. And, uh, that's not his phone number, but that's strange. Yeah, sure. I'll get right on that. But people, you know, they do that because people fall for it. Right. Uh, it, the, the Nigerian Prince scams were so prolific, not because they were genius, but people are freaking dumb sometimes and desperate. And, and they want, you know, they want to believe that somebody out there is going to give them free money. Uh, and, and, and so criminals prey on that. Uh, and so it becomes like, all right, well, what's next? What's next? What's the next tech? And VCs are funding the what's next. And maybe like half a step after that. And then PE firms are coming up and cleaning out the, uh, the backs, you know, the, the, the few rows back. We're like, all right, we did this. We solved this. It should be in maintenance mode now. It's like, yeah, but (laughs) right. Like, Old, older tech that's been around 15, 20 years that are like, yeah, we can't get rid of this thing. And it turns out in our rush to do the next thing, we've neglected the thing that's been keeping the, the bridge going. It's it's kind of like, um, yeah, I, I always think about it this way. Uh, you build the bridge, right? you build a, an iron bridge, whatever kind of bridge, right? And, and it just and it lifts up and it lets the boats underneath it. It just operates for years and years. And you're like, that bridge is great. Oh, by the way, now we need to build an airport. So, like, all right, so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to put the bullet train uh, to get to this airport. And by the way, boy, the bullet train's got to cross that bridge. And let's think about the like, oh, we're going to make it maglev. We're going to make it like, how's this going to work? You're like, uh, hey, uh, so that bridge needs some maintenance because if you put a high speed train through it, everybody dies. And they're like, what? No, but we built that bridge. That's already that's been funded. Like, what do you mean? Like this, this is this is security. Like we look at look at. This is end of rant, I promise. But look at DNS, (laughs) BGP, fundamentally breakable on so many levels. And yet. Yeah. I I mean, our our entire, the entirety of the internet relies on me asking like, hey, where does Jim live? And eventually we play telephone enough to where somebody says, yeah, Jim lives over there. And I'm like, cool, you must be the authority on that. And I go there, like, assuming Jim lives there. It's like trusting Apple Maps, right? I mean, it's, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> you remember when that was a problem? Like, oh I don't use God, Apple dude. Maps, but yes. when Apple Maps first came out, everybody be like, I'm using Google Maps because Apple Maps sent me to the wrong spot. Or into a field or into the lake. Yes, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's exactly – I mean, it's an interesting dilemma we have. Like I see it on the software development <laughs> side, right? We have the same issues as the security side. Like you build applications. You don't ever get them to a maintenance mode. It's just a – it exists, right? And to use your bridge analogy, right? Imagine, right? Mm-hmm. We built bridges how long ago? Bridges built today 
will not support, this is just my guess here, the overly extra weight that would be provided in batteries in every car that drives on them, right? Like we did not make accommodations for the fact that cars are two, 3,000 pounds heavier per car if it's going to have batteries in it, right? And, but we have no plan to go back and fix Easy that. Question. And, you know, we do. We, we look for that new thing. But I honestly think some of that is we struggle to implement the old things. So it's like that whole, you know, let me move where I'm looking here. Like, hey, we started doing this. And then a year later, it's like, you know, we're not really getting a whole lot. Out. What, 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 let's do this thing next. And then people forget about that old piece. Like, oh, yeah, we tried to do that. We tried to do that. But now they got XDR. We're going to start doing XDR. Well, what happened to your MDR? What happened to the EDR? What happened to all these other? Well, we're doing this. This is going to solve. The- well, that's what you said about that. And, you know, right. but we have such short investments term in memories, right? Like we have such short term memories. We forget what happened yesterday. You could have completely failed everything yesterday. And I tell you about it today and you're like, eh, it happens, right? I mean, that we Old have fish. that short sightedness. So we're constantly looking for that new thing and marketability, right? If I'm looking to be able to be marketable out there because I maybe don't want to stay at my job forever, I want to go someplace else. Do I look better knowing new stuff or do I look better knowing COBOL? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so this is, this is where I'm really, this is goes back to the, uh, the, the three levels of personality, right? There's a part of me that just wants to go completely bonkers off in one crazy direction and talk about how the human brain works and the, impact of things like social media and our interpretations of what exactly innovation and progress is. Um, uh, but I, I would say is that, is it, are we operating as a result of our environment? Is our environment creating those types of things? And I think James, you pointed out perfectly is like, you know, well, if you want to get a job, you know, do they care if you use cobalt, which maybe not be a great answer because it, you know, <laughs> it may be another Y2K scenario, but the, the, Net net of it is, is that we value maybe, I don't know, maybe it's an, uh, an American dynamic. Maybe it's a Western world dynamic. I don't know, but we definitely value, oh, let's go do something next. It's got to be better. And two things happen. One is we ignore, you know, what has worked pretty well in the past, potentially. Um, and we sort of forget that into, and James, you said it perfectly, is something's been half-baked. And it's like, okay, you know, we had this great vision. Let's go do it. And it gets kind of half-baked and everybody kind of, you know, it's just, let's just go do something new, right? Because I don't really want to like do that, you know, the 80-20 rule kind of thing. And one of my favorite things, I won't mention companies, stuff like that, but I was working for a company and, and every six months we did a three-year strategy. <laughs> it was awesome, right? And it just, you, you, there was no sense of permanence, right? And I think, I, I think there's, there's been a sort of a loss of permanence, right? So, okay, that's going to be a problem tomorrow, not today, or that problem was yesterday to you guys, what your points are making. And I think security is the greatest suffrage of that because in this, we've, we've created this sort of theory that threats are just moving forward and really fast. And I was one of the worst about that, right? But that's back when they were moving forward really, really fast. Now they're just so far out in front. They're just cashing in now. It's just they're standing in front of the slot machines going ka-ching, ka-ching with their quarters and and every now and then hitting the jackpot and moving on to the next machine. They're not um, – and they're more apt to apply something very quickly and more effectively. And we're just – we're not just behind. We're like ridiculous behind because of things like Raph was mentioning earlier, like fishing and so forth. I mean it just – it always I always get a kick out of the fact that in some organizations there's this huge push of the new and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like – 
okay, well, if we know that like maybe 60, 70, 80% of stuff that initially threw fishing, for example, and there's so much living off the land kind of thing, which is the core foundation of a lot of hacking, right? Once you're in go, which is nothing new, let's be honest, just a new word. Um, why have you not fixed that? You know, why haven't you gone in that particular direction? You know, and I always get this whole thing. It's like, well, it's people and we need to do more security awareness training. And I'm like, that has worked for, it's not working. It's just, it hasn't worked. It's not going to work tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I actually think that that's a whole nother, you know, I don't know how much time we have left, but the, I I really do feel like there's, there's going to be some big changes that need to happen. Um, obviously my, you know, my views of AR are a little bit more, um, dramatic, I think, than I think a lot of people's out there. Um, I see it through a completely different lens if I'm honest with you, but the, um, the fact of the matter is, is I think people, you mentioned earlier about how hacks still work and they're simple like that. Well, some of that's just based on just common human greed, you know, free money kind of thing, gets you where you want to go. Um, in, in combination without really understanding, we're just, everything sort of blends in into the same interface on your phone kind of thing. And so is it work? Is it important? Is it this? Is it that? I don't know. Just click. Okay, let's go. Um, but, uh, I, I think is if we don't start including the human more effectively in our sort of security strategy, um, and get back to risk, get back to, um, not just technology is the only solution, but is the full spectrum of, of things around you, including the person, um, and looking at that through a completely different lens, we're going to be in deep caca pretty soon, real bad, like properly bad. Yeah, I think we struggle yeah. big time with with the human side of things because everything we try to push is I'm trying to make you a security person. Yes. Right? Like, I'm happen. trying to push something on that's not you, it's me. Like who are you? <laughs> this special thing, right? It's not the breakup song. It's the, you know, like, hey, you, you can't go. You're not an HR person. You're an HR person, but you're a security person too. Like, no, I'm, a, I'm an HR person. And an HR person should understand certain aspects of their role and the risks around their role. But you're not turning them into a security person. You're, mm-hmm. you know, opening their eyes to the fact that, hey, there are certain risks with what you do. And here are the risks that you should understand and how to portray those. But I think we have a hard time doing that because everybody that does security training thinks of themselves as a security expert. Oh, right. Well, and we yeah. view it from a different lens than we view it from. I'm that person sitting in payroll. It's, oh, here's the attacks. I don't really look at how you do your job. Here's how I can, you know, screw you over. And it just doesn't resonate, you know, until we break that off and say, everybody's a security part, like stop Stop. with it already. You know, like, I think that's where we break down really hard on that human side is we're pushing too hard of what we think. We did it with development too, right? Is I'm going to show you how hackers hack. And it's like, that's great, but I write code all day. Right. Like show me how to defend my code. It's great that I know how they exploit it. Like that's good to know. I don't need to know the in-depths. I don't need to know all these special tools, but you know, it's good to know like, Oh, that's how that risk works and how easy it is. But let's talk about how I can build better software, not from a, you know, security perspective specifically, but how can I build better software that's going to, you know, alleviate some of these risks. Can, can I take that one step further with you, if I may? And Raph, I don't mean to, like, I think we're, I'm going to go. T- I'm going to listen here. <laughs> so I'll, I want to take that one step further. One is I 100% agree with everything you said, but I think we need to turn the volume up and move from the HR person in their role in business. I want to, I think there's value in embracing per, the person themselves. So yeah. let me, let me, let me do a quick survey with you two, right? How many times 
have somebody in your in your work environment or friend circle, right? Obviously family, but has called you because they got hacked, right? Oh my gosh, I think I got hacked. I think I clicked on a phishing link or whatever. What do I do? Help me kind of thing, right? I mean, I can tell you I, I do that yeah. all the time, right? You're always advising people. And and it, it is, you know, we've all been doing this throughout their entire careers, helping people that have gotten themselves a little bit of trouble. And it dawned on me is if I can make you more better at security for you and your family, right? And make you self-sufficient, right? And not make you a technologist, a security person or whatever, but allow you to function within today's society in today's digital environment that you think you know really well because you sleep with your phone next to you kind of thing. So you think you're a technical guru kind of thing or whatever. But if I, if I try to make it about you as an individual person, right? You know, kind of thing. That's going to make it better for everybody. It's going to just translate upwards. It's going to translate to companies. It's going to translate to how people interact and how, how they perceive the potential risk as it relates to them and their family and their friends. And I think that's what's missing is where we've not fully accepted the fact that we are, and I'm going to steal a term because I heard this again on a, 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 a on this podcast was you know, the, the, con the conversations around kind of the concept of cyborg. I think it was it Elon Musk or somebody said that, that we're already cyborgs. Is that right? Yeah. So the point is, is okay, then let's embrace that and recognize that, that we've abstracted technology to such a point And it's sort of embedded us with this 20, 24 seven through, you know, these phones. Um, I don't think people fully appreciate what that means. And if you try to explain it to them, it starts to fall off the edge because people can't fully grasp complex topics, right? Because we, we generally suck at that. So I think we actually need to do exactly what you said, James, but even I would say go even further yeah. into that. Well, I've always yeah. said, I mean, I've always said for awareness programs, like if you want people to relate to it, don't make it just about business, right? Yeah. If you're talking about phishing, talk about how that affects them at home. You know, like you're going to get emails on your personal, right? Like if they start taking it as it's personal, like, hey, I can see where this helps me here, then they will bring it back to the office. But yes, if we just 100%. make it as, oh, this is just a business thing, then it's never going to get there. Like, show how it relates to them at home, how their kids are working on their yep. devices and what risks. Like, it has to be like that. But you can't just be like, this is all security stuff. Because nope. if I'm not in security and you come at me and say, hey, this is security stuff, well, good, that's your problem. Right? Like, 100%. I'm immediately shutting that down. Like, good, that's security. We have AppSec had the problem for the longest time. Hey, we'll solve all your development security problems. So developers mm -hmm. were like, good, your problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like that the first thing I'm going to say. I, I get it at work. People see yeah. something like, hey, that's uh, something with the application. So I'm going to pass that to you. Yeah, but applications. So like, I have no part of that. That's all DNS. <laughs> I don't do DNS. Yeah, but you work with the application team. Okay. Right? Like it, it immediately becomes it. But that's not my problem. But wrap this conversation in, in the envelope of AI, okay, is if you think of, oh, gosh, I could go on a huge tangent. But the point <laughs> is, is if I can basically wipe you out with a, with a phishing message, that's terribly obvious, okay? I'm not even talking about, you know, we have the obvious now AI malware and phishing campaigns stuff that make it very good. We have the AI voices where... You know, people are getting virtually kidnapped, which has been going on for a while. Now it's just enhanced through uh, AI kind of thing. Um, you know, it's going to become much, much more difficult because it already is to differentiate reality or your perception of reality through this di digital kaleidoscope that we call the Internet, browsers, phones, whatever you want to put a word on it. 
and we can't, we can't survive, right? People are getting crushed. Companies are getting crushed. We're spending more money. It's just going tipping over. Now you put AI into that. So if people don't start to embrace the fact that you're dealing with a, a very complex system of algorithms, you know, called a Facebook algorithm or a Twitter algorithm or AI, um, these things are designed a certain way to interact with you in a way that humans calculate the world around them and the the machines are getting better i don't think it you know it's artificial intelligence but that doesn't mean it's not it can't be generally more attuned to how you make decisions as an individual or as a family group or a community right so i i think we again i'm going a little bit on a tangent here but i, I think things are going to get a little scary on that front because people are easily fooled we need to help i tell you what people. guys yeah i'll tell you what guys this is a. Uh... This all wraps around like we're, it's not easily fooled. Yes. Uh, but humanity wants to be helpful. We want to be, we want to, we, we have a tendency to believe in the good. Uh, and it's hard for us to process that somebody could want to do us evil. Um, even like the skeptics in us still fall for the do gooder schemes. Like we just, do we do, um, you know, and, and, uh, one of one of the so here in downtown Atlanta, there's always this. Uh, and I'll, and I'll, you know, like there, there's always people asking for money, right? On every bunch of street corners, and and you drive by sometimes, and I'm I'm the guy that like tries to carry change at least to, to help help out some of these. But you you can't help but go, all right, where's where's that cash I'm about to give you going? Like I'd rather buy somebody a meal. But there's a guy sitting, and, I, and I'm this is, I'm saying this specifically for, for this reason. There's a guy that was sitting on this on this uh, as we pulled up. And he's got a sign and it says, not going to lie, need, need a couple bucks for a beer. And I'm like, you know what? That's honesty. I'll take that. But, uh, but it, we, we look at like humanity and, and we try to, uh, we try to fix it <laughs> in insecurity. We're trying to fit. Ultimately we're trying to fix human behavior. And you hear me say the word fix. Like we're not, we're not, we're not, we don't need to be fixed. Like we're just that way. So yeah, we're gullible sometimes. Yeah. Uh, we do dumb things. Uh, cause that's just human nature. Uh, have you ever, like, all you have to do is drive down the street with a, with a dash cam on for like a day and you go, holy cow, how do we survive as a species? Like, oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Like how do we manage to get, to get, get from one place to another without all dying? Uh, and, and it's nuts, but, but we, we like, okay, well, if, if any sufficient, was it, uh, any sufficiently, uh, advanced technologies indistinguishable from magic. Right. Uh, it, but on that spectrum, we come up with this really, and to most people, what we do may as well be magic and because they don't understand it. And it's unre- like, we are completely unrelatable to the average human in a lot of cases. And what that causes is this complete cleave, a separation of who we are and what we do. And it becomes like, well, it's magic. I couldn't possibly understand that. You guys just do mm-hmm. that thing. Like, oh. And then we we get to like, why do people still reuse passwords in 2023? I don't mean a little bit. I mean like prolifically. People reuse passwords across all kinds of things they shouldn't. Like, like every, who hasn't heard about don't reuse passwords? Like find me the person in the cave that hasn't heard don't you reuse passwords and yet, right? And so we're trying to like fix the human condition and by doing that 
by early on in our existence in our fledgling uh, didn't even have wings yet in, uh, fresh out of the egg. We came up with this idea that we should have this cool language that we talk to and we talk down to people and we tech down, talk down to fellow technologists and we made them feel stupid. And then the user becomes the enemy, right? And then mm-hmm. now we are so far removed from anything that is real to most people and enterprises. And now our technology is so advanced, so far out there that even in our own industry, we look at it and go, I don't even know how that works. That is cool. I guess that, I guess it's solving my problem. And, 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 and this is the spot we stand in and it sucks. Mm, 100%. The technology well, keeps advancing. It keeps doing, being able to do more and more magical things, but the person standing there turning the wheel for 98% of the population is going, Wow, I wonder what kind of black magic that is. Like, it's unbelievable. Well, a lot of it is. I mean, it's it's fantasy world to most people, right? I mean, if I were to try to get like, because I think you nailed it with we're trying to fix people. It's not trying to fix people, but you know, people see right. If I touch a hot stove, if I even if I don't touch the hot stove and burn the heck out of my hand, right? I could see images of somebody doing that and say, yeah, I don't want to do that, right? I mean, I there's a physical penalty to what's going on with that. But when you start talking about cybersecurity and like, oh, you know, I don't want my account breached, but how many people are having some sort of actually direct impact from a privacy, like it's some sort of data breach that they're like, oh yeah, I really care about that because, you know, whatever, right? Like I have zero liability on my credit card. Like, oh, they got my credit card numbers, whatever. Like a call up, yeah, it's some time. But how many people are like severely impacted with that versus, yeah, I had to do some stuff, right? Which is going to play a huge part, honestly, when we talk about things like now that we're getting to critical infrastructure type stuff, like when we actually start talking about serious issues and then people are going to be like, yeah, whatever. Like you guys have been talking about breaches. You've been talking about data, PHI, HIPAA, all this stuff and nothing really ever big hits home for any individual, like mass groups and individuals. So why are we going to believe it on this, right? So when we start thinking about how we've done that the whole way up, and I agree, like we've been talking down for a long time, like thou shall not. How many how many security people running antivirus on their computers? <laughs> but they will look down upon anybody that's not running antivirus on their computer, right? Like 100%. How many people like, oh, I'm security. We get admin rights on our laptops. I can install anything I want, but you can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. And we get hacked first. You know, it's, yeah. uh, you know, it's for you, not for me type of thing. So yep. it's, it's a hard thing to swing that thing back around, but it is about people learning, you know, Hey, these are risks that affect me. And then people being able to make that decision of, am I okay with that risk? Do I make adjustments for that risk? Do I stop doing whatever it was for that? Right? Like I said, go back to the beginning. There's a risk of going into the bathtub. I could slip and fall and die, but I still go in there. And some people add a little mat that has traction on it. Like, that, you know, there's there's mitigations people do. We have to figure out how we get that information, that it makes sense to them. But we also can't assume that everything I see as a risk, you see as a risk. If, I'm, if I may add to that, my two cents add to that would be also keep in mind that to businesses and individuals, what we've done for better or for worse is – you, you can't go a day in normal news. I mean, you can just turn on NBC or whatever, whatever you watch and see something, you know, some sort of cyber hack of some form or another. And as humans, we don't do well with, you know, implausible impacts, right? 
that are so big where you don't see a path to correct them. Okay. So it just becomes overwhelming. And then we tend to, as a person, a normal person, you'll just kind of like, ah, whatever. Like, for example, slipping in a bathtub, driving your car every day. You know that most people get killed in, in a car every day, Much in, but you're still afraid of flying kind of concept, right? So you just accept it, right? You just hope you get to work. Hope that person drifting in your lane on their cell phone doesn't whack you this day kind of thing. But you, So you can't think about it because right. you don't feel like you have control over it, Okay. And so what's happened is that in the cyberspace, what we've done is we just, the whole FUD thing, that whole kernel of FUD that we started in, in the early 90s, late 80s kind of thing, and we're not breaking out of. And then now as this magical technology has gotten to the point where it's indistinguishable from how you operate as a human, going back to the cyborg comment, is, okay, we're at a real inflection point here, something fierce. And I would add another little element, if I may, is... We are so far down the cyber and physical space, a lot further than I think a lot of people really appreciate. Um, so if you go way back a gazillion years, I actually wrote PLC code for air strippers when I was real, when I was real young and doing a design work for air strippers. And, and fast forward a gazillion years. And then, you know, people were like when stuff next came out. Right. And it was like, oh my God, you could like make, and I remember going, maybe it was at Blackhead, actually. It was at some con. And there was this, everybody's crowded in this room watching a guy blow up a balloon with a PLC device and an air pump kind of thing. And I just remember thinking, well, yeah, duh. <laughs> right? You know, so, you know, is critical infrastructure. And I think it is affecting people. Look, you know, Raf, I keep referring back to Raf a lot in this show, which is awesome because he's awesome. But the... The concept around like hospitals, like you mentioned on LinkedIn, like all this is happening and it's affecting people, right? Um, you know, and I think we're more intertwined with technology and I think we want to admit, and it goes back to that, if you can't fix it, you know, if you, if you don't know how to deal with it, you just kind of write it off, you know what I mean? So I think fundamentally just humans are bad at dealing with risks that way and how we've approached it as an industry based on fear, we're only facilitating the greater sort of implied ignorance, right? It's much easier to just turn away. How many times you've been driving down the road and somebody cuts in front of you or pulls out in front of you and you see the person literally not looking at you, turning their head as if that car, I know it's close, but I'm not going to look at it. So that means it's not going to hit me. Come on. You've seen that a hundred times, right? You know? So that's, that's a human reaction is like, if I don't acknowledge this existence, then it won't hurt me. And, and we're now at a point where unfortunately, you know, we have to sort of start reteaching ourselves as people how these things interact. Because anyway, again, I'm I'm pontificating like crazy here. We're way outside the bounds of cybersecurity. But, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but we disincentive. We we did. You know, we uh, desensitize people from it, yeah. right? Like you see it. If I see it all the time, and I'm not really seeing myself any type of repercussions from it, then it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, another cyber thing. Like whatever. You know, I mean, I I live in a state where hurricanes cause damage, but if I didn't mm. live here. Right. It's like, OK, I watched it on the news like that was pretty crazy. But I mean, it didn't. Yeah, I can I can say, right, that one persona in me, maybe public is like, well, you know, whatever. But in reality, I'm not changing anything I did because, well, hurricanes rarely hit me in this other area. Hmm. You know, now we have one coming up the West Coast of the country, uh, you know, maybe a different right. story. But, you know, like it doesn't affect you. Right. I see something that happens on the news that's, you know, on the West Coast. Like, oh, yeah, that kind of really stinks for them. but. It doesn't change my day any any bit at all, right? And I think as humans, like we kind of tend to be like that. That, yeah, you know, I'll voice an opinion on it, but 
yeah, it comes, it goes, whatever. I don't care. It doesn't affect me directly. And you just kind of ignore it, right? Like I'm not going to take any action for it because it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, right? You want to go to electric fields, whatever. Like maybe I already have electric vehicle, like doesn't affect me. I don't care. But well, you know what I mean? Like that's, I've run out of, I've run out of sweet tea and we've run out of time. So, uh, sure. That was sweet tea in there. Yeah, sweet tea. Famous last if, word. This, if this glass sure. is not, then you guys are in for a treat. It's funny how sweet tea and bourbon look almost exactly the same. Yeah. I know it's strange, right? I, I know nothing. I've got two more. I've got a couple more meetings today. They might get According really to rap. They taste the same too. So I don't, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's enough. Oh gosh, Jim, this is awesome. Thank you. I, I'm going to, I might have you back, Jim. We, we might start reading and, and doing a, a, a book club idea. I'm going to think about that. Uh, forget, that might kind of be cool. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, it, it, it might get some of us to read a little more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of time to read a bunch of books. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's all, yeah, in between all the fires that we put out. Oh, boy, internally anyway. All right. Well, uh, I guess that was that's it. That's a, That was a always great to have you on, man. Always great to have you on. And, Thanks so uh, much. I appreciate the opportunity. I, I know we got a little out there, but uh, it's always fun <laughs> to pontificate a little bit. Yeah, that's what, you know, I, I, listen, you get a little gray in your beard, right? You, you start to get a little leeway on how much shit you're allowed to talk about other things. It's <laughs> just the privilege of age. It's yeah, the privilege <laughs> of age. We've survived this long. We can make fun of the kids that are trying to get to where we are now. That's how it is. <laughs> there you go. Fair. I've made that declaration, so it must be true. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. I hope you have uh, gotten out to our YouTube channel where this is streamed. And uh, our LinkedIn page, because we do some LinkedIn live stuff, uh, James and I, every once in a while. Um, I'm going to post a poll uh, as you're listening to this uh, on the LinkedIn page uh, to see if you guys are interested in book club. If you are, uh, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll, be, we'll do something fun. Um, and uh, if not, then whatever, do your thing. So that's it. All right, you guys, we'll catch you guys another time, another place on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Cue that music, and uh, we'll catch you guys later. Bye-bye. As we fade out on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole episode, we'd like to encourage you to chat with our hosts and guests using the Twitter hashtag PoundDTSR. Please check out the show notes, catch up on any episodes you may have missed, and subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. So on behalf of Rafal, James, for now it's goodbye. We'll see you soon on another Down the Security Rabbit Hole podcast. Podcast.